Kato. Welcome to Nurtured Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm so excited today that Dr. Whitney is back with us again. Yay. Yay, Yay Whitney. Yay. Yeah. Um, kia ora, whanau. I'm back. I'm Whitney. And of course, you'll know Katie's voice from all the awesome podcasts she's been doing already with the wonderful Teresa from TLC. I actually feel very self-conscious when I talk now because I can hear... Like, obviously, I listen to them again when I record and, I, and now when I talk, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing I do that I never used to notice before. That's probably one of the benefits of me not editing them is that I don't actually really have to listen to myself back again heaps of times. <laughs> yeah. I guess one of the things that's been on top for me after my last couple of weeks of work is how... Um, how important it is in breastfeeding medicine and how difficult it is sometimes to sort of find a balance that works for you and your family and um, you know there's often a lot of pressure particularly in the early days when you're working on supply or milk production to keep increasing and keep increasing and pushing until you make it to um, everything your baby needs and that can sort of put you on a treadmill that's quite a lot of hard work um, and so I've been thinking about the concept that any breastfeeding and any breast milk is still really important and if it if it happens that that continuing to push and increase your milk production is actually exhausting and taking away from the enjoyment with your baby then sometimes it can be just as beneficial to say actually let's stop at 50-50 or stop at 75-25, you know, I'm making an, a great amount of milk and baby's getting my breast milk and the balance would tip too far into too much work if I keep trying to increase things further. What's, mm. what's your experience been? I've definitely seen that before. Um, just listening to you talk reminded me of... Um, this mum I met um, a couple of years ago she had twins mm -hmm. and so she was obviously working really hard to build up a milk supply and I think she in the end got to maybe 80 percent mm -hmm. but she was working really really hard with like pumping and topping up mm -hmm. and, um, and then she told me um, that like her her goal would be to get to six months and then stop because it was you know, it was too much, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just kind of explored that a bit. I was just, I, I actually saw them as a GP, so not not their lactation consultant. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been doing the breastfeeding support through La Leche League for a while. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, is there anything about breastfeeding that you enjoy? Mm -hmm. um, and she said she'd like, no, she liked the direct feeding, but she really didn't like the pressure of trying to make more milk mm -hmm. and getting to exclusive breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of said, you know, it's it's fine to just keep the bits that you like. So if mm -hmm. you enjoy doing direct feeds, then you, you could do that and then just don't worry about the pumping and the topping up, like mm -hmm. direct feed when it suits you and then you can give them bottles mm -hmm. or other people can give them bottles at other times. So you mm -hmm. could carry on that way. Mm -hmm. And then she was kind of like, no, no, I'm ready to stop 
but you know, thanks for letting me know mm-hmm. that there is this option. And um, so it was like, that's great. You've made, you know, you've thought about it and whatever choice you make is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in- interestingly, a few months later, because, you know, GPs, some practices you can email your patients and, and actually we were emailing about something else and then she was like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm still breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> so you, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like, I thought about what you said and um, I do really enjoy, like, you know, when I directly feed my twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we decided to do. And, and she got much further just keeping the bit she like and getting rid of the bit she doesn't, which, I mean, any part of life mm-hmm. and especially parenting, mm-hmm. that's one of, I feel like that's one of the big lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, with anything in parenting, it's a, it's a, okay, well, this might be the ideal or the optimal, but actually life happens and I don't often live up to my parenting ideals in many senses, screen time and getting outside all the time and healthy, nutritious food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Takeaways only once a week. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's like yeah. everything has to fit within the life that you have. And, and it's still really important. I mean, to me, one of the things about a mother baby relationship is that they're actually getting time to enjoy each other and to, yeah. and to have that relationship. And I think it's one of the reasons why I particularly hate triple feeding, especially for prolonged periods, you know, that um, feed, pump, bottle feed cycle that mums get put on, is it just takes up so much time and it takes mm. away from so much that you could be doing, you yeah. know, that, that you like to do because let's face yeah. it, no one that I've met really enjoys pumping. Um mm. So, yeah, I think it's really important to be aware and um, I think encouraging that breastfeeding doesn't have to be all or nothing and that there's huge shades of grey. Yeah. And I think when you're on that treadmill, it also sucks the joy out of the actual breastfeeding Mm -hmm. because, like, obviously there's some kind of feeding difficulty. So then in your mind you're like, okay, okay, now we have to – get through the feed and then in your mind you're like then I have to pump Mm -hmm. so you're always thinking about the Mm -hmm. next step and you're not actually getting to mindfully Mm -hmm. enjoy that breastfeed where you're cuddling the baby you're enjoying the closeness all you're thinking is this is going to take this long and then I have to spend this much time pumping and I wonder how much the baby's actually getting and Mm -hmm. like all of those doubts Mm -hmm. and worries yeah yeah, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why sometimes we see when you get off the triple feeding treadmill and just feed your baby more, that sometimes, not all the time, and I don't do this for the sole purpose, but sometimes you see milk production increasing a little bit more because actually it's way more enjoyable and we're not mm. trying to um, artificially set timings or, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And- um, I was teaching a breastfeeding, antenatal breastfeeding workshop yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things that um, a participant brought up. So it's like a second baby and she had difficulties with her first time. Mm-hmm. So she specifically came along and she wanted to find out about like what to do when, you know, you're trying to build your production and you're trying to pump, but you have anxiety. So she's worked out like anxiety mm-hmm. 
doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really interesting because I was going through the physiology, you know, oxytocin, how do we help the milk to flow? And actually everything that basically helps mum to feel supported and nourished and like find enjoyment is promoting that oxytocin release. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to frame that as not not like, you know, you're uh, whipping yourself or, you know, that flagellation of mm-hmm. pumping and being making it really hard work. Mm-hmm. But actually it's fine to do things that you enjoy. So eating and showering and mm-hmm. cuddles yeah. because mm-hmm. that actually does help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, like relaxation, um, taking the pressure off, Mm -hmm. even though um, I think a lot of the times it gets framed as, you know, I'm giving up or Mm -hmm. I'm not working hard enough. But actually, if we back off and switch off the analytical part of the brain, Mm -hmm. it engages that feeling, Mm -hmm. the bonding, the oxytocin side. Yeah, yeah. And we know that that's so crucial for, for breastfeeding and for just enjoying your baby and spending time with them. It's that, mm. yeah, take the pressure off, go to bed, have your baby with you for, you know, just feed and hang out and skin to skin and leave the plastic yeah. pump away. Just yeah. enjoy spending time with your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and even if, sorry, you finish your sentence. I was I'll just going to say, and, and often I think that encourages more frequent feeding, right? Because it's mm. pretty impossible mm. to do a feed pump bottle feed within three hours so it it sort of automatically pushes you into that three hourly schedule which we know only means that you're doing what eight breast emptings maximum eight yeah over 24 hours which isn't really enough to boost up milk production for a lot of mums so by removing the pump or switching to a more opportunistic pump and seeing it as extra um, but just enjoying feeding every hour or feeding every two hours or however often your baby asks to latch, mm. um, I think probably facilitates better chance of increasing milk production. Although, again, I think it's important that that's not the sole aim of taking away the pump, you know, because yeah, it, it's for me it's really take, taking the focus off increasing milk production and, yeah, just... Just yeah. being, yeah. 100%. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say before. Mm-hmm. Like, even if your milk doesn't increase, mm-hmm. you've spent lovely time cuddling your baby, yeah. you're bonding, you're resting, mm-hmm. like, you're finding enjoyment in mm-hmm. um, that, you know, relationship again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's it, like, for all that we, you know, promote exclusive breastfeeding and not, you know, supplementing unnecessarily, like at the end of the day, it's the, the that relationship between mum and baby mm-hmm. that is the most important. And also, like, obviously mum's mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if we focus so much on making the milk, that's where the whole um, breastfeeding versus mental health mm-hmm. thing comes in. Yeah. And you can't measure a breastfeeding relationship in mills. Like you just, no. it doesn't, it, it's not quantifiable. And so you can see your breastfeeding relationship as something that's completely separate to baby getting calories or baby getting nutrition. You know, it's bigger than that. And yeah. you can still have that beautiful relationship and parts of that that you really enjoy, mm. even if baby's getting calories from somewhere else as well. 
I mean, the baby yeah. could be getting all their calories from somewhere else and you could still mm. facilitate the breastfeeding relationship that means something totally. to both of you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really think we should reframe it as like not just about nutrition. Mm-hmm. We always bang on like this is not just about nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feed for other reasons. But then that goes into, you know, the whole sleep training culture and, yeah. you know, our obsession with needing to measure things. Yes. Well, I've, mm. I've really... Sometimes I I use nursing more than breastfeeding because breastfeeding, Mm. the word makes it so much about food. Yeah. Whereas nursing or, I don't know if we called it breast nourishing or, yeah, Yeah. something else, but take the feeding out of it because, yes, it's feeding, but it's so much more than that and it's not just about the feeding, it's just not. It's not just about the number of meals your baby drinks or the number of calories in that particular mouthful of milk, you know. It's, mm. it's bigger. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. I need a new word. I think we should um, do another episode about, um, like, so whenever I think of this, mm-hmm. um it makes me think about when I didn't have enough and I needed to supplement and how actually, um, cause I did have a goal of wanting to exclusively breastfeed, mm-hmm. but if you can't, it's almost like there's two separate goals, mm-hmm. one to be a breastfeeding mum, mm-hmm. and two to have a baby that's exclusively breastfed. Mm-hmm. So like exclusively human milk fed. Mm-hmm. So when that can't happen and then you'll have to supplement with formula, it's like doubly sad because you're sad for you and then you're sad for your baby. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, um, when I discovered, you know, oh, I could use donor milk, mm-hmm. I could save one of the goals even though I wasn't providing all of the milk myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really true. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. where it's so crucial to individualize like your advice and to ask the mum actually what what do you – enjoy what's working well so far and what part of this is the grief for you like mm. what what part of this is um is making you feel like you're not meeting where you want to be because for some mums they may not mind introducing formula as much as others who really feel that grief and drive to keep mm. babies human milk fed and yeah. all of that is okay but again it just comes back to well actually for the mum who you're working with what is important to you because mm. that's all that really well it's not all that that's really all that matters really... but but that is yeah. what matters is that that particular I think mum that informs yes their decision making process yeah yeah um and I think if it's your first baby or if it's the first time you've come across issues, often we don't have that worked out in our heads. We're just like too, so busy, you know, feeling really stressed or emotional. Surviving. Like it's, it's difficult to take a step back and think what's important to me, mm-hmm. what can I realistically achieve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's mm-hmm. another really important part of just parenting in general, isn't it, is and I think it, I always say it's one of the reasons why first time parenting is so much harder is because it, it's figuring out what your values are and navigating mm. what everybody else values 
and what everybody yeah. else thinks you should value and actually coming back to, well, what is important to me and what's yeah. going to make the biggest difference for me. How do I want parenting to look? How do I want feeding to look? And then navigating your way, staying true to that. And once yeah. you've done that the first time, no matter what challenges you come up against with subsequent babies or pregnancies or toddlers or children, if you know what your values are and what's important, then you can make mm. your decisions based on that. Mm. Mm. But doing that the first time, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you just don't know what you don't know. No. And lots of health providers, I feel like, they also don't know what they don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't know what I didn't know before I exactly yeah I right didn't know. yeah. Mm. And now I like you know lots of us I know in the you know the breastfeeding medicine mm-hmm. um, doctors groups are like ah oh, I cringe to think of all the things I used to say or yes. you know the things you would suggest before you've had a baby yes. <laughs> yourself. I really hope lots of the parents who I saw before I had babies it just kind of sat in the consult room and went, oh, she clearly doesn't have children. Oh, we'll just <laughs> we'll just smile and nod and then walk out and do our own thing. I really hope they did that because I used to have some, you know, um, quite interesting ideas where I was a parent <laughs> myself, like we all yeah. do, that are informed yeah. by mainstream culture, right? So how would yeah. we know any different? Yeah. I was listening to a podcast interview with, I think it must have been Lindsay Hookway mm-hmm. um, of the Holistic uh, Sleep Coaching Program. Mm-hmm. And she said, everybody brings to, a you know, life with a baby, like a lifetime of parenting, even if you don't know it. And I was just like, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Like, so even true. if it's your first baby, you, you were parented, you grew mm-hmm. up in that in a society that you were parented in. So mm-hmm. actually all of that is already informing the way mm-hmm. you think and what you th- you know expect. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And maybe that is what makes it so hard is that when you, when you have your baby and then you realise actually all these things that I thought were right and the way that things should be done don't feel good. Mm. And, and navigating that dissonance between oh, well, I thought that I wanted my baby to sleep in their own room and not need me. But now that they're here, that feels really wrong or that's actually not what I want or not what I think anymore. And so navigating that. When you meet a real live baby (laughs) for the first time. Yeah, and it's yours. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is not how I expected things to be. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. hard. So work. yeah, so I guess that comes we've come full circle mm-hmm. back to you know learning things for the first time because it's always going to be a first time even if it's your second baby mm-hmm. it's your first time with two babies. Mm-hmm. Um it's your first time with this baby mm-hmm. and like working out your goals and and sometimes you just you know we can't control everything and mm-hmm. so Sometimes in life we have to make compromises mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't control many things. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's hardly anything we can yeah, control. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, with the – especially in relation to the breastfeeding, just 
again, knowing that any amount of breast milk, like whether it's 50 mils a day, whether it's one feed a day, whether it's breastfeeding at night and bottle feeding in the day, like there are so many oh. different ways that breastfeeding yeah. looks. Breastfeeding at home, bottle feeding at work. Yeah, yeah, so many different ways and there is never a right or a wrong way um, or, a, or a time or number of times that it isn't worth it. Yeah, I do, although I have to say I do feel like it's wrong if – like people end up almost like tricked into their decisions through um, like predatory marketing in that situation. Yeah. I'm like, that's definitely wrong. But, <laughs> but, but wrong again. Of the, wrong of society. To yeah, not wrong for this family because they're doing the best they can. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's wrong that we, um, that we as a society just don't value or, I don't know, we just don't tell people the truth often. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How to tease out, like, what is, I mean, it, it, it's even how to know what is the truth. Because there's the truth, That's there's true. research, yeah. and then there's personal philosophies, and then yeah. there's people making marketing pitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. So difficult. It's really hard to navigate. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's uh, where you just come back to your values, and if you're facing challenges, then you get skilled help from somebody who knows how to have these sorts of conversations and to Mm. help you work out how to make the best of the situation that you found yourself in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So I feel like that's a good place to end our episode on. Yeah. I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. Yeah. (laughs) One to come back on. She feels quite therapeutic for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was um, enjoy a good, a good chat about these things too. And it it really, you know, when you're seeing all sorts of situations and and doing consults with lots of mums and lots of different ways that breastfeeding is looking, it's just yeah, it's so nice to just be able to talk about how how it does look because it's not exclusive direct breastfeeding for everybody and that's okay Mm. Mm. just a quick boring disclaimer none of the information discussed in the podcast is um is supposed to be medical advice if after listening to this podcast you have any specific questions feel free to reach out we'll put our email address in the show notes 